after years of training and thousands of hours of practice. Injuries can happen at any time. I once tore my kneecap to the side of my leg. I once tore the pectoral muscle completely off my side horse. I had surgery five times, five times, five times, five times, five times, and my left Disney+. Plus. Netflix removed all the Marvel shows. Marvel deserves better, and they know it. With every smoke I take, my body, my life, and my career is on the line. Don't risk yours. Please, smoke responsibly. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of High Side of the Ropes. How's everybody's weekend going? Shit is crazy. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure everyone knew that just by stepping out, you know, the front door of their house and or apartment. I'm pretty sure anyone can figure that out. But we're here to take your minds off the negative shit and get into some wrestling shit, which is what we do. Well, sadly, our first topic isn't so positive. Yeah, I know. So we're going to be stepping away from uh, the wrestling scene for a minute and stepping into the world of the UFC. Well, well, it's still sl- on wrestling. Well, slash wrestling. Techn- you, you know what? You're right. You're right. He showed up. He's been in AEW. He has. Not and- AEW. Uh, CMLL and uh, WWE. Yeah, he wasn't CMLL. Oh yeah, he wasn't in it. Who then? Who was? Who was I thinking of in a uh, fucking? Probably someone else from America's Top Team. Oh okay. Yeah. So get my Kane Velasquez. Yeah. Arrested um, for a. Attempted murder. Yep. Yep. That's exactly what it was. Attempted murder. I was at work. I was at work, and I was using the bathroom, and I'm scrolling on my phone, and uh, one of the uh, rap pages I post, they post like current news yeah. besides uh, music, and it says Kane Velasquez arrested. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. At that point, it's like you're looking like a quick glance. It's like, oh, what's this? What's this? What's this? Kane Velasquez is arrested. What? Go back. Yeah, it's just like, whoa, like this, this was like and, really an unexpected turn. And it was like shooting too. Like it was like yeah. with a gun, like yeah. attempted murder by shooting somebody and like just the plane open. Yeah. Uh, so from what I heard, he like left like an actual indie show with his family. And this was in so- uh, San Jose, California. Okay. And uh, it was, he was charged on Monday and arrested on Monday. So after allegedly shooting at another person who is currently being charged with molesting, you know, a relative on, I think, 10 accounts, this is the guy that he was shooting at. The Uh, the person was hit by the bullets. Uh, The the person hit by the bullets was the stepfather of the accused of the accused uh, and is expected to survive his injuries. Yeah. He, uh, Alaska has 39, fired a handgun multiple times into a truck carrying Henry Gallarde and two uh, uh, older relatives and rammed with the truck. Yeah. Wow. So, all right, just, just to get, so, man was, want, what hat was, yeah, he's facing a felony for those charges. And no, this is the guy he was shooting at. So the guy that it was shooting at was the mo- was the guy accused of molestation. Yeah. On ten accounts. Oh uh, yeah. That that's. I mean, 
I wouldn't go I mean it's a sticky situation yeah, to it, talk it, about. It's very it's one of those situations where it's like cuz then you really got to like put yourself in the situation yeah, like, like would what you would do, you do in like, that yeah. like if someone was you know accused accused of, of molesting molesting someone in my family with 10 counts of it I mean, I'd probably go guns blazing too because it's just like, well, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like it, it, but it's you fucked up. Now I'm going to do whatever I can do to make sure that your life is a living hell. Yeah, and it, and it just... It's, the, it, the it's problem reaction it, is what it is. The mm-hmm. problem with it is, is that the fact that, like, yeah, he was the father, but the fact that it was technically an innocent bystander got hit... Yeah, yes, that is very unfortunate. For me, it was that it was out in the open, and he, like, I didn't know until, like, reading that from uh, CBS Sports that he was ramming with the truck. I didn't know that. Yeah. So he was, like, using the truck as a weapon and, like, shooting, too. It's it's nuts. It, it, it's a very... It's like, a, I could understand. I don't know if it was inspired because of those felony charges mm-hmm. or it was... Uh, the cause of the attack but you know like there's ways to look at it i've seen a lot of the mma community like coming forward and like oh free kane velasquez and i understand their point but vigilantism is still no joke Uh, yeah yeah like i'm sorry like i get it the guy got like accused of 10 counts felony on a own like relative which is screwed up as it already is to begin with like I, but like i going sorry, sorry but like jumping into that conclusion yeah. in public not that you should even be doing it in the first place no this is out it's just that's just next level bold yeah because it's like like we're so like unless he did it like, like heat of the moment you know like yeah. emotions there's, running wild there's target locked like there's always that and like i i Get the point of vigilantism. Yeah. The justice system. I'm not going to make this political. I'm going to keep this short and street sweet. We all get it. Like, it is corrupt. Yeah, we get it. But it's just like, there are still things you shouldn't do. I mean, I like, I, I, I mean, I like Joe Rogan's response to all this. Like, he wish he just beat him to death. That if he would have just. Instead of just shooting him. Yeah, if he would have just ran the car off the road, dragged the guy out. And, and just, just beat, beat the, crap the out fuck of out of him. But like, yeah, he ended up. uh I'm seeing more now here to specify. Uh, he hit the wrong person. He hit the stepfather of like the person that was accused of getting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you see, you he see hit that. The, he sucks. hit the innocent person. Exactly, and that's the, where the, and that's what I was talking about. And you, see, and you see, that sucks. That really sucks. Mm-hmm. Is that the innocent? Uh, like, yes, the guy was is the stepfather, but he's still an innocent, an innocent bystander, bystander at the end of the day. But man, he, like I had no idea what the real situation was until just like all I knew was that he was arrested for shooting. Hearing all it now, it's just like there are so many things that could have happened. There's so many things that could have happened. You you'll, you you won't find out right away. This is gonna take some time to process. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. Too. Exactly, yeah. it that's, was that's like what a, I mean. It was like one of those left field fucking swing things that fucking is just like wait, huh? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he's facing two decades to life. Yeah, that's twenty to life for that. This. That that's that's wild. Like like that that's a that's a shitty situation. Like, like I like I get like I get it. Like like the vigilantism and whatnot. yeah, the like, the, yeah, like the justice like, system sucks. Well, no, not not even that. It's just like we like I don't know. I was thinking of like. Batman, Daredevil, like the fucking comic book characters that we all like, a lot of us read and watch, like they like something like that for some reason. That that's the first thing. That's something that came to my head about it. Um, yeah, some of the specific charges include attempted murder, mm-hmm. shooting at a motor vehicle, yep. assaulting with a firearm, yep. assault with a deadly weapon, and more. Yeah. Fucking nuts. Anybody else want to move on from this? Yeah, there's really not there's really much not, to say. There's really not much else else to t- say um, on it. It just it's real. Um, it really sucks because I loved his MMA career. I loved his uh, wrestling career outside of uh, his WWE shit because I don't think they utilized him to the best of his full ability outside of that one match. Yeah. Um, it just really sucks. It's a. It was a poor decision. And as yeah, wrong person got hit. As as highly likely as that is, it did happen. The worst case scenario did happen. I mean, the guy didn't die, but it's still an ugly yeah. situation. It, it still it still can be caught for attempted murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just crazy. It came out of nowhere. It it yeah. did. And you know, I pray for the guy. I pray for their family and everything, but. It's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. But that's all I have to say on that. So moving on into some positive, lighter news in the wrestling world. As hard as it is to segue into yeah, that. As hard yeah, as, as very is. hard as it is to fucking segue into that. We do it. We did a terrible job with this, by the way. I mean, how could you from that topic? <laughs> I know. So it's like, it's crazy. But in better, lighter news, we have some big news on AEW side. Mm-hmm. Oof. As most of you probably heard on Wednesday, Tony Khan is now the owner of Ring of Honor. I fucking knew it! Yeah, we all predicted that, like, well, except John, he was just kind of nodding in the like, nodding in the section over there. Yeah. You and me were on point with that. Yep. Not like, uh, I predicted that. You predicted the that plus the angle that everybody's not, now talking about now it's that not it happened. Too, see, it's not too late. It's yeah, not no. too late. I firmly believe that Cody's either going to be running Ring of Honor, K, you know, kayfabe run Ring of Honor, do that yeah. whole thing, or he's going to be under a new Ring of Honor contract to wrestle. Yeah. After the Ring of Honor announcement, I saw everyone talking but, about it. But him running Ring of Honor would give him a lighter schedule and time with his family. So I'm not going to rule that out. Yeah. Yeah, we'll touch more on Cody later. Exactly. We'll get into Cody a little bit later in the show. But yeah, like when I heard the news, I'm like, that's that's great. Because now Ring of Honor is ran by people who actually fucking love wrestling. Exactly. Actually, to quote... uh. To quote Carrie Silkin, the former owner of Ring of Honor, congratulations to Tony Khan on his purchase of Ring of Honor Wrestling. At least I know my baby is in good hands. What a long, strange trip it's been as we move forward. 
Yeah, because it's just like, like he he he's banking on Tony to make this. Yeah, what it was again. Think man. about it. He's also a winner here. He got a good amount of fucking money from yes, this. Yes, he did. And also the fact that they got the video library, which thank God that they that AEW now owns all in actually. Exactly. Yeah. Um. It's no longer going to be done by Sinclair Broadcasting. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's finally, it's it's going to be... Not like Sinclair Broadcasting, like the wrestling to begin with. Yeah. Uh, What's it called? They own all of the video library. Yeah. Including, like, the mid-2000s like, where it all started and everything. Yeah, yep. Um, We got the classic Danielson tapes, Roddy, fucking Aries, Joe, Punk. Yep. Punk and Raven. Oh, Back shit. Back when uh, Masawa was there for a little bit, when uh, Kabashi came over with that little New Japan excursion where they just did all the dream matches. Yep. Um, but I loved it when he said, like, there was another company 12 years ago. Instantly knew it. Um, yeah. I loved the little tribute they did afterwards when they bought two of the actual people who were in the main event of that match for the first ever ROH show. Daniels and uh, Brian to come out and have a match. Mm -hmm. I loved that impromptu match, and that started with a handshake and ended on one. Yep. Uh, it felt a little bit like Ring of Honor, and made me think about the first time I watched yeah. the show when I went down to Virginia during WrestleMania 33 weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, first match I saw was uh, Dalton Castle in the Addiction versus the Super Click. Not a bad match. To start yeah, and it was like right after. Uh, the Hardys won the titles because I turned it on and their segment just ended or their match and it just went right into the main event. I'm like, all right, at least I get this. I remember uh, the first Ring of Honor show I watched. It was uh, when it was on Destination America. Yeah, I know you remember that. You were that. You were you were here. I was here me. for it. I remember when they put it on. Uh, yeah, it was Destination. You, yeah, you and me. We watched. Uh, we watched Impact. And then Ring of Honor. And then Ring of Honor. No, right we after. watched Ring of Honor first. Yeah, Ring of Honor came before. Yeah. Like it, it was that, like for an hour, and then Impact was like for two yep. hours. And then Impact yeah. was on right after. Yeah, I remember. Like I think I got excited for Ring of Honor because I didn't know much about indie wrestling. The only guy I knew of that whole roster, like that whole show, was uh, AJ. Yeah. Needless to say, when uh, when Brandon was younger, he was stuck in the WWE. <laughs> area like nothing else existed but john cena and the wwe but oh, now but now his world is expanded and the savior of the masses has saved him well also I'm a thank you tony khan anyway well also i'm a wrestler myself so yes thank but, you thank you actually no i can't just thank tony tony khan thank you to tony khan and all the indie promoters out there that are literally thriving right now because it's it's literally going to be the decade of the indies yeah, it has that's exactly what it's going to be. Also, now that ROH is still alive, like it's actually taking a developmental sort of position yep. with it. It's now going to be AEW's developmental. And uh, it came like a the announcement came after they announced Supercard of Honor, which is still happening. But they also announced that they're hiring wrestlers on freelance now. Nobody's being signed to contracts. And if it's going to be your developmental and everyone's on freelance like that, and it's Ring of Honor. It makes me interested to see how far the rabbit hole's going to go. Exactly. With the people who's going to be in and some of those freelancers who are going to stick around for a minute. Because they are keeping some titles. Like, they're keeping the ROH one. 
They're keeping, I think, the television one, the tags, and the Women of Honor title. Yeah, they're getting rid of all the extra titles. Yeah, all the trios. And you know what? With them making Ring of Honor a developmental, honestly, they should get rid of Dark and Elevation. I kind of I kind of think they should get rid of just the standard Dark, because the one that's in, uh, I think, like uh, Orlando Studios that's being yeah. filmed there, that one's fine. For it is. I'm talking about the ones that uh, is like filmed like right before the shows. Yeah. Those I don't know, but uh, yeah, that's how uh, what I think about it so far. But I do like some of the darks that they have. I think they should probably cut back on some of the dark town a little bit. I think dark should maybe be like some new talent, and maybe uh, ROH could be some of their guys that they send down there. Exactly. That it's like we don't have anything well, for you down there, but you want to be the face of ROH for a little bit. Well, honestly, uh, start a uh, potential storyline I see coming out. Um, why do I feel like, you know, Honor No More is somehow going to feud with Tony Khan, kayfabe? Think about it. I can see that. I can like, see, like, I... like, think about it. Like, in their eyes, they feel like, oh, you tried to buy us out, but we can't be bought. Yeah. And then, like, you know, they start going at Tony. Like, I, that, it's a good storyline if well, I think about well, it. Well, you got to remember, they're all, they're all, you got to remember also uh, the fact that. Like Jay White's doing this whole thing with Bullet Club, like between Impact, AEW, and New Japan. Yeah, remember they could still do shit. They could still do more shit like that, but with Ring of Honor guys as well. They could. Uh, what makes it interesting is that the one person that I've wanted to see crossover with AEW because they've always had um, male singles or male tag team. Never see a woman go through the door. I got real excited when I remember Deanna Perrazzo was Women of Honor champion. Yeah. And when they announced that they own it, I'm just like, so are we finally getting her in AEW? She was supposed to be at All In, but then she signed a contract with WWE. And it feels like you coming back and having a match with Britt Baker would be coming full circle here. Mm -hmm. And I think that I would really love to see that, especially since she's like, probably one of the most technical women's wrestlers around right now that isn't Serena Deep. Yeah. So, I like to see that. Yeah, that would be actually really freaking cool. Like there's a lot of uh book there's fan- so much there's so fantasy many booking we Not do. only a fantasy booking, there's like so many possibilities out there. It's like you can write literally three books in a row with how many possibilities there are with just everything right now. I just thought of one. Uh, well, they have the Hall of Fame coming up, yep. and since they now own it, does that now mean we're going to see Samoa Joe and AEW more than before since he's being inducted by ROH into the Hall of Fame and now Tony now owns ROH? I, I mean, to a degree, you could say he's making his somewhat, like, in spirit AEW appearance. In spirit <laughs> AEW appearance. Because it is owned by AEW now. It's like one of those people who want to be in denial about NXT yeah. not being WWE. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I, I get it. Because NXT was so good. Oh, man. Don't make... Leave the memories alone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I enjoy some new NXT. It's not bad. It's not awful. There's like a few stars to definitely look out for. Yeah, Grayson Waller. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was so eager to get that one. Yep, in. Grayson Waller. Um, uh, I, listen, I'll say Cora Jade. Cora Jade's amazing. Listen, I I like Braun Breaker. I, I'm 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 slowly starting to get past the name because it 
it fits like I see it fits now. He's doing I, a good job of making the name not matter, ex- just his ex- character exactly. and his ethic. Exactly. For, it, it takes away from the name a lot. It really does. For me, it's... Uh, Austin Theory. I, I love Austin Theory. Austin kid, Theory's no longer on NXT. It, it's okay. It's Austin Theory. You know who's my favorite wrestler on NXT? Who? Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, that's something I yeah. didn't think was going to happen, but no, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, no, that's Robert Roode, too, apparently. Like, well, Robert Roode was already a part of NXT. Yes, he was. He just came back. Champion. But uh, this uh, ROH deal happened about two weeks ago on Thursday. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. And there was rumors that it went for about 20 to $40 million. Yeah, that's what I mean. He got the and older just, got the fucking bag. Yeah, and think. And let's just think. In 2018... Triple H wanted to buy them. Yeah, 2018 during peak NXT power when they had like all of the fucking Infinity Stones. Yep. Had fucking Gargano and Champa as possibly one of the greatest feuds they've ever made. And also that's when they are gonna go get Ring of Honor. Yep. But Vince shot it down because he thought that there's a bigger wrestling promotion to get, and that turned out to be New Japan. And then when he kind of found out that he couldn't get New Japan. He kind of backed out because remember when they started to get uh, all the prices for how much it would like uh, take them to start buying out these promotions in Japan and everybody started to go like, were they trying to pull an NXT New Japan? And that's basically what they're trying to do. They're trying to buy Stardom, Noah, All Japan, New Japan, realize you couldn't really buy all of them and then sort of just gave up on buying any. Well, here's the thing for it, it, it's, but you gotta remember, this is, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like <laughs> it's like going to the grocery store, realizing the chicken that you had that was supposed to be half off wasn't there. Instead, they had a whole chicken. Your whole family starving at home, and then make me go. And you know what? They didn't have what I came for, so let me come back next week. Literally, and it's, it's just, just like what? You're not even gonna try another store? And, 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 and wait, how much? How much did Triple H try and buy them for? Uh, it wasn't specified. But hold up, here's the thing. Vince McMahon is also the same fucking person who turned down buying UFC. And that was from Shane, too. I like how it's from somebody that's either his son or his son-in-law. Literally. Yeah. And and trying to buy everything and, out and here. Honestly, we technically we already had Ring of Honor in NXT. We had Cole, we had Gar- we had a fucking O'Reilly, we had Fish, we had Strong, we had so many motherfuckers. Yep, just hide your we kids. We had Owens, we had Joe, we had Zane. Yep, hide your kids, hide your wives, because they found everybody out here. Hide your uncle, because they're buying everyone out here and then releasing them three weeks later. Yeah, no, like uh, that was crazy to find out Triple H actually put out an offer in 2018. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah. Uh, also, WWE thought that the announcement that was going to happen was uh, them buying either All Japan, New Japan, or some wrestling promotion based out of Japan, or the announcement of their streaming service on uh, HBO Max. They were actually very surprised by the Ring of Honor purchase being announced. Hmm. I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't either. <laughs> Neither was I. I mean, I was like, I got goosebumps when he said it, and I was like, one of the weirdest parts about predicting shit is that you're just a little bit less surprised when it happened, but you are still excited nonetheless. Uh, Ring of Honor talent found out that about the deal when it happened live. So, I don't know if there's any issue with that. 
I mean, it doesn't sound like a bad deal. No, it doesn't. I mean, I'm it's not sure like that means all of them are still employed. Yeah, and I mean, also, Ring of Honor, like, paid everyone through the pandemic for shows yeah. that didn't even happen, and then they find out they're like, oh, twelve billion in debt. Like, uh, after they went on that hiatus or announced their hi hiatus that they're taking, nuts. Tony but also the fact that Tony Khan is the person who's now owning that somebody who has done so much for wrestling, like mm -hmm. little thing, the first revolution since that's was, uh, since that's the pay-per-view coming up tomorrow. Uh, remember the first one, how we're wondering what those weird lights were and they had like wristbands that like flashed with a wrestler's theme. Yeah. That was for like based for certain people that were either like deaf or had some sort of disability that like had them feel like they were like a part of the show and everyone got one that reflected off the audio that was caught up from like a nearby speaker and it would like glow accordingly to whose wrestler it was based on the audio. Really? Yeah. Also, that's why uh, AEW's pyro has like a fizzing sound and like light pops mm -hmm. instead of WWE's loud explosions for some people who get bothered by that. Which is considered. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I, I wonder why it was kind of quiet. Like, it wasn't as loud as I was expecting when I went to uh, AEW. Yeah. And also, like, some places uh, that they go to, like, if you're, like, audio sensitive, they'll actually, like, gave out, like, headphones, like, for you to wear. You just watch the event. Which is also, like, yeah. they're considerate as fuck. Yeah. So a when you hear a that w and then hear about the Ring of they, Honor thing, because, it works together exactly, perfectly. Because a they want you to enjoy yeah. their program. AEW actually gives a fuck about their fans. WWE is all lights, camera, action, explosions, melting signs. Let's do it. I remember watching uh, Vince's uh, interview with Pat McAfee. Torn quads. And how, and how he said that he, uh, him and uh, his team listened to the fan base. Like, at least I want to say three times throughout the interview. And I found it to be humorous on every single attempt. Well, we got Damian Priest as champion. No. We have Finn Balor as champion. We now. have Ricochet as and champion. Ricochet. That's who I. Okay, there we go. We got Finn Balor and Ricochet as champs now. Things aren't that bad. Right, not, right, that not, bad. not right now. Rick, no, I just remember going until on. they lose it in some ridiculous fashion, yeah. then we find another reason to complain. Another I, reason. To complain. I just I, I I was I remember at work today. I was on Instagram. And I scroll past the uh, WWE's page, and I just see Ricochet fucking after he pins, he's on his knees and like fucking like yeah, like I'm screaming like, his head off. I'm like laughing my ass off. Oh like God, God damn it, that's a meme waiting to happen. But uh, Ring of Honor, I think, is in perfectly great hands. Oh hell yeah! Um, uh, also, it's getting a new logo, like completely change on everything. Yeah, kind of similar to. Watch, they do something similar with uh, AEW's. What do you mean, with their logo? Yeah, like they do something similar to AEW's logo. That would be pretty cool. Nah, AEW won't change their logo. Are you talking about like a format based off of it? Yeah, the format. Yeah, I can L see that. Like Ring of Honor's logo is now like, like it says Ring of ROH, and then it says Honor, like AEW. Yeah, like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually wearing the shirt for those who can't see. They're kind of like in the same form of it as its logo, which would be pretty dope. It would be. Yeah, it would just show like, yeah, we're all connect, like we're the same people. We're mm -hmm. unity. Yeah, I can't wait to see what Supercard of Honor looks like. Yeah. But yeah, like uh, Supercard of Honor is gonna be good. But as we said earlier about like uh, 
the stuff with Cody. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like was, maybe that, hit, yeah, maybe him touching run, on that again. Yeah. Maybe him running the running ring of honor, whatnot, but still there's some stuff on the, the other side with the WWE and him. It's fucking, it's I, confusing as shit. It's very weird. Suddenly like the trails gone cold. Yeah, until, until Ringside News like came out with their exclusive, you know, the Ringside News. They just saw. Which means take it with a grain of salt, folks. A big grain of salt. Huge yeah. grain of salt. Remember, they, they were right about Shane. We'll give them that. Yeah, remember, these are the same people, and I, I'll, I'm, I'm not going to stop preaching this. because No, you're not going to get over the Ruby Soho. No, this is literally the... No, as a fan of music, <laughs> this is dumb. Ruby Soho's theme song is an original theme song for her made by Rancid. From 30 years ago. You were very offended when uh, I told you I was that. Sad, um, no, because I'm a fan of Rancid. <laughs> he's still, he's offended by it. I'm sitting there, I'm like, you fucking naive bastards, really? So, according to Ringside News. Like music. <laughs> these are the same people. Uh, a report came out last night saying that Cody Rhodes and WWE negotiations fizzled out. It was said that a deal has not been reached. If that is the case, then WrestleMania will need some changing. Ringside News asked around about the story regarding Cody Rhodes not inking a deal with WWE. A tenured member of the creative team told us, I know what's scheduled for Cody for Mania and that it's still on the list. If it's changed, no one has told us yet or corrected the internal documents. Just prior to putting this story out, we were able to confirm this once again. We were told that Cody, as of an hour ago, still on their internal documents for WrestleMania. We were also told that no further information is available. We will have to consistently cover this in the past uh, flow of information backstage that we has segmented, disjointed, and been purposely vague. Hmm. Interesting. But you also got to remember, these are the same people that tried to steal the report of CM Punk's return. Yeah, even though it was from Sean Ross Sapp. Yeah. And his uh, source. Shout out Sean Ross. Uh, I yeah, still, I still remember that day. You fucking sent it to the chat. Where I'm just like, yeah, I'm just bullshit. like, yeah. You said bullshit, and I'm like, this is from Sean Ross Sap, so maybe just a little bit. And then it almost started to develop because it's like, okay, it's it's gonna sound nuts, but it's CM Punk and Brian Danielson, and it's like. You're... Wait, seriously? <laughs> I mean, I could buy Danielson, but if they're both showing up at the same time, that's too much of a poetry like move to just not do. Yeah. Like, it works itself out. And it turned out both were correct, Punk showing up before Brian. And uh, the same source that told uh, Sap about that, because uh, I watched uh, his recent one when the Austin news came out. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the same person who told him in WrestleVotes about Austin possibly having an overture in his retirement. Yeah. So, there is more heaviness when Son Rossap says shit now. Yeah. He's become a reliable source. Uh, I first found out about him from time uh, Parts Fun Known and all their Quizzle Manias. And also that they've uh, been on there for at least a few exclusives <laughs> to happen while they're like doing live shit. Mm. But yeah, that's how I found out about Sean Ross Sapp and uh, Fightful at least a little bit more. For me, it was when WrestleTalk uh, mentioned him a few times on yeah. their news. Yeah. But that's the Cody news going in. Yeah. Other than... Uh, as far as right now, the trail's gone dark. They've been keeping 
everything hush everything, hush. everything hush hush even with the with the msg live event that's in, tonight that uh johnny boy's at johnny boy's at tonight so he's our uh intel on breaking news if anything happens during uh the time of this podcast happening yeah so stay glued to instagram just in case yep, it may like uh, as a snap reported on that he said it may be something maybe nothing but they're they're playing it close to the chest with the yeah, they're apparently plans for msg tonight uh, john's our inside man so as soon as he lets us know we'll let you know yeah, but until then we'll see you in the second half of the show with aw revolution 2022 predictions and we are back yep welcome back everybody now is the moment that well some of you probably been waiting for other you well you probably listened to the moment you've been waiting for in the beginning of the show but you know welcome back um yeah aw revolution prediction time holy hell First, let me just say what a fucking stacked card this is, man. Yeah, for fuck's sake, it's got this is gonna be a great pay per view. It, it it it's definitely gonna be one for the books. Yeah, like this is one that it, it, it we're we're looking at some stacked shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and let's as, get into it. Yeah, and as we said before, before John is not here today, so he sent us his predictions. Yep. So, we're going to start off with the two pre-show matches. We got Hook versus QT Marshall. Okay. So, with this, I'm going to uh, say Hook because I'd be dumb not to. Well, it's obvious it would be Hook because I don't think they're going to have him lose. Yeah, 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 definitely not. Um, Hook, 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 Hook. Send him! I just felt like we were in the fucking movie Hook. Uh, but yeah, Hook to win. I, I can I definitely can't see him losing a QT. And I can't see him losing right now. Yeah, no. Uh, and John also has Hook. So it's a clean sweep for Hook on this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Uh, Layla Hirsch versus Chris Statlander. All right, this is... Oh, God. Fuck. I don't really know. I haven't watched... I like them both. I'm going to go Layla Hirsch. I, I do like them both. I, I, all right, I'm going to go Statlander only because she's actually on TV. But not, not, As a not. member of the best friends. Well, no. Representing Chaos now. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Well, they they were a part of Chaos before. All of them? No, no not all of them. Uh, Trent and uh, uh, Chuck were. Yeah, but now Orange Cassidy is. And yeah. by default... Chris Statlander is. Yeah. And uh, and now also by default, that means Sue is now a member of Chaos. Yep. And also fucking uh I forget the guy's name. Uh, Alex Wheeler? No. The well, Wheeler Yuta. Well, yeah, I don't know where him. Alex came from. <laughs> him and also who's the magic the fucking Dan Housen? Oh, Dan Housen! How do you forget Dan Housen? I like how he he threw me off because he's like that magic The magic guy that does this? I'm like, Dan Housen? Really? It's called the curse, you idiot. You've been cursed for not knowing that! Yeah, now we're doing the finger thing at you, pal. Uh, I, anyway, I gotta say, Layla Hirsch, she just recently turned heel, and they've kind of portrayed 
Chris Statlander is almost being the jackass in this scenario. They did. By uh, bringing up, like, the fact that uh, she was adopted for a reason because she actually was adopted. And then her just straight up losing it and saying, all right, you're going to find out. You're going to find out on the buy-in. And she's like, I'm going to let my actions do the talking. And she has a legitimate MMA background. Yeah. And uh, her technical style is very impactful, even though she's, like, not, like, the tallest girl in the ring. She will still whoop people's ass. I still think about that freaking standoff she had with freaking Camille when she showed up that one time. Yeah. Uh, I got to go Layla just because I think she needs the win here more. All right. And also you could have her win Catapulter up the totem pole in the women's division and at least yeah. have somebody new on television. Yeah. But like for like you Sorry, I didn't and, finish it. and you're going I'm going Statlander. I'm going right? Statlander because I also feel like Hirsch has a lot more has a lot of potential, but mm-hmm. Statlander is one of their set women stars. Yeah, I can see her feuding with Baker down the line. So, if anything, so here's my prediction. Both of them need this, right? But one needs it more than the other, and that's Layla Hirsch. Okay. So I'm locking in for Layla. All right, and uh, John also had uh, Chris. Okay, so it's two for it's two and two. Yeah. And then the last match on the pre-show, on the buy-in, which I do not know why this match is on the buy-in, the House of Black, Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews versus Death Triangles, Pac, and Pentagon Dark, and the debuting, in-ring debut of Eric Redbeard. This, his debut happened last night. Yeah, it did. And... We were watching, and Eric, first of all, John lost his shit because he thought, oh, God, Phoenix coming back. And then he said, monster, and everybody just went, what? Well, that's at, not Phoenix. At first, I was like, sure? Oh, Adam, sure? I was like, whoa. It would be weird because he's a part of Control Your yeah, Narrative. And, they, and then I remembered they had their show last night, too. Yeah. So I was I like, I heard anything from it. I didn't hear anything about it either. I mean, we just didn't look into it. Yeah. But, um,. But yeah, I remember that, you know, he had the control your narrative thing. I'm like, oh, okay, so it can't be him. So who the hell else is it? And then Redbeard came up, came on the, uh, the Tron. And I was like, yo, yo, he wrecked house. With a new he, too. He, look, he looks like he's gotten in better shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he can move. He's learned new wrestling moves. It's fucking amazing. As far as who's going to win this, I'm locking in for house of black. I'm going to go with that too. I'm locking in house. I feel like the Penta already got his uh, pin over uh, Malachi, and they mm-hmm. can play off that a little bit more if they want to keep it going. However, yeah. and also, however, um, uh, well, actually, you make your pick first because I'll say I'll say what I gotta say after. Well, I got some stuff involving this. It's like King and Black are automatically one of the would are like could could be considered a top tag team that could contend for the titles. Yes. And Buddy Matthews, this is also his in-ring debut as well. Yes, it for is. For AEW. Yes, it is. I don't see House of Black losing right now. Like, yes, it's Eric Redbeard's debut, but it's also Matthews' debut. And you also don't want to school like you don't want a top faction to lose its like first match together. Mm-hmm. So I would have to say House of Black. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. I'll second that for that same reason. Yeah. Because I feel they have too much momentum to lose. They They have too much momentum because they definitely do. One black and king can will dominate the tag division. Yep. And Murphy, uh, sorry Matthews, would dominate either in the world title scene or the TNT title scene. You can even play off that insecurities he have with Malachi when he starts to have success in the single scene too. Yeah. Yeah. However, if we don't get Eric Redbeard in the Dark Order at some point in this time period, mm-hmm. what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but everybody's House of Black. Yep. Uh, what's John's? Did he say? Yeah, he said House of Black. So clean sweep for the house. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So next is uh, Jade Cargill versus Ty Conti. And this is, I think, the main show. All right. Cargill against Conti. Mm-hmm. Cargill. Yeah. I have, I have Cargill. Yeah. The streak has to continue. It does have to continue. And, like, yeah. And it yeah. doesn't feel like the right challenger to no. topple her. I feel it needs to. Granted, Ty Conti has come a long way, and she's gotten really, really good. But I, I just don't think this is the challenger for Jade Cargill. I feel it needs to be more organically built. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm going Cargill. Same. It's that bitch show for a reason. Yep. Same. Uh... John had. John also had. He also had Jade. All right, so clean sweep for Cargill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, up next is A H F O. Andrade Hardy family office. Yeah. Uh, Andrade El Idolo, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy versus Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting. Okay, so ready? Here's what's gonna happen. The faces are going to win, right? But it's going to do be due to a rippling in the Andrade, Hardy, Family, Foundation, Orgy that they got going on over there. Uh, so I'm going to have to say Darby, Team Darby. Yeah, we're going to go Team Darby with this. I agree. Okay. But also what you said about them having infighting. That's the same thing with Darby and Sting because at the end of uh, the triple threat match, uh, fucking Sammy was like, you know, be- you know, I gotta do what I gotta do. I'm the fucking champion, and goes to shake Darby's hand. Mm. Darby just gets out of the ring. Yeah. So there's a, there's also dissension there. I think it's leaning more in the favor of the Hardy family. I think it's leaning in more that direction because we've seen not only the ripple between Isaiah Cassidy or private party as a whole and Matt Hardy, but also what well, we technically did with uh, Matt Hardy walking out on them. Yeah. That's what I mean. Not only did we see that, but there's a little deception between Andrade and Hardy as well. So everything coming, it's all coming full circle, let's say. Yeah. But I'm, but I'm going to go, Darby, Sting, and Sammy to win. Same. Mm-hmm. Uh, side note, I found it funny that Jade Cargill said nobody gives a damn about that bitch and her little karate shit. Yeah. On Rampage. I just want to get that one out. I thought that was fucking hysterical. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going Darby, Sammy, and Sting. And uh, John had... Sammy, Darby, Sting. So, clean sweep. Yeah. Moving on. Jurassic Express. 
versus Red Dragoon versus the Young Bucks Th triple threat tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Titles. One, this match is going to be everything we want. This is going to be a killer tag team it, match. It's going to be insane. This could easily be match of the night. It could. So. Oh, who to, who to pick? What the fuck? I feel we're going to have different opinions here. <laughs> yeah. All right, let me get John and, out of the way. Let me get John get, out of yeah, the way. Get, yeah. Yeah, yeah, get John out of the way first. He had Red Dragon. Okay. Me and him have something in common. I, I kind of agree with you, too. But I have three different opinions on all of them and why they could win. Okay. But pick your one that you think is going to win and stick to it. Red Dragon. Okay. But I could I could see Jurassic Express, like, I, I could see them winning mm -hmm. because of the fact that there's dissension with it. It could, it leads some further dissension between Red Dragon and the Bucks. Well, we know, well, that's slated. Well, well, yes, I'm just saying, like, right? we know, the, we, we know that's going to happen. What I was thinking more of along the lines of was Red Dragon wins. They look at Adam and be like, do you want to be on the winning side or the losing side? I feel it's probably going to come down to a situation where the Bucks and Red Dragon are going to start teaming for like a little while. And then once we start to get into it, uh, either the Young Bucks are going to go after one of uh, one half of Jurassic Express. Yeah. And then from there, like, uh, they may get countered to hit with, like, a move. And then Red Dragon or one of the members from them will go and take out the rest of Jurassic Express and then set their sights on one half of the Bucks to actually get the deciding win. That could be. To get, that could add dissension even more. It could. Instead of, oh... Like they had costed them, yeah, and uh, they took advantage off of their miss and their dissension, because it's really every person for themselves here. It is. It is a triple threat tag, so it it's gonna, gonna be nuts. nuts. It's gonna be crazy, but I think like uh, Red Dragon's gonna probably pin uh, yeah. a member of the Bucks I'm to actually be. get the decision to win the titles to add even more layers on top yeah. of it. Well, I, I Instead of just saying, oh, we pinned the champions to win. It's like, well, we kind of pinned our quote-unquote new friends to yeah. win. Yeah, well, I could I could see that with Red Dragon, but I could also see the same scenario going with the Bucks. Oh, my God. If we get a finger poke of doom. Because with Bucks, they've been teasing a, uh, a match with the Revival again. Yeah. A Revival, FTR, for like two nights, uh, two nights yep. out of uh, two weeks for the build into a revolution. So, on both, like, Battle Royale. So this could be Red Dragon wins, Bucks go off to feud with FTR, and then later down the line, they all end up meeting together again at the fucking... Like, double or nothing. Again. And I want that match exactly. right now. I kind of got I kind of got something. It kind of just came to me while you were talking about that. Because mm -hmm. later on, we have Cole versus Hangman. And I, and I was thinking... What if, like, the Bucks win, Hangman retains, and some shit happens where Cole, Fish, and O'Reilly turn on them, and it's like a winner-takes-all type of scenario, like some shit. To like build that. into that by yeah. having the Bucks side with Hangman? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I could see that, too. Yeah, that's like a sort of winner-takes-all, okay. like... Yeah, I could see that. Like, we, like, 
fuck this bullshit. We want like we want the gold. We're we'll take the gold no matter what. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you could have like Adams like whole decision making happen in the in the builds to that uh, trios match. Yes. Okay. But yeah, right. so everybody is. I think it's a clean sweep for uh, Red, Red Dragon. Dragon? Yeah. I wow, so. I thought we were all gonna clash on this one. Well, like I gave my point of view of all three. Cause... I I factored it in. I'm like, all right, it's time. I think I think Jurassic Express. It's. I think it's time. And then I thought, well, FTR and the Bucks are gonna be feuding again after this, so it makes no sense for them to do two feuds. Well, yeah. I think Red Dragon's the only... It's process of elimination. Well, well. also, here's the thing. Jurassic Express only won the title, like, two months ago. Yeah. So, I could also I could also see it as, like, as I was saying, like, if they won, I could see it as Red Dragon, one member of Red Dragon, or one member of the Bucks cost it for the other for Jurassic Express to win. It could. Like, there's... There are so many fucking layers to this shit. It's fu- like yeah. it's hard to predict it's what's re- actually going to happen. Yeah, fucking for real. Like holy shit. Because since they won the title so recently, you could honestly say you could see them maybe holding off on the title change to maybe double yeah. or nothing, or maybe even afterwards for like Fighter Fest or something like because, that. Because yeah. like again, if you look at the like the world title, TNT title is kind of iffy. But if you look at it, most like most of the title reigns. Have all been long title reigns. Yeah. Ogres have layers. Yeah. This match has a ton of layers. So, everyone unanimous, Red Dragon. Yes, yeah. sir. Okay. All Moving right. On. John Moxley versus Brian Danielson. This match is going to fucking <laughs> be amazing. Is- oh, this is going to be a Shit. banger. Just I- for that. Gotta say, ah. I really should have thought about that before fucking hyping myself up for that. But I, got, I'm, I'm, I thought about it, and I was like, wait, could Moxley lose? <laughs> I'm like, I could see it. I'll say this. But I'm, I'm probably going to say Moxley. Yeah, same. Just to build into my uh, prediction that I said earlier about Cesaro and Claudio being his replacement to Daniel uh, Bryan's uh, fucking uh, faction. When okay. Moxley refuses, I get so I'm gonna say Moxley. Well, I'm gonna I'm going with Moxley, but I'm gonna go with complete. I'm gonna go opposite of that because I feel like because like how you said like I don't just tag team with anybody until I bleed with them. Mm-hmm. I feel like Danielson's gonna give him well he is gonna give him a fucking heavy ass match, and that's gonna give him more respect to be like, okay, I see what you mean. Let's fucking do this shit. Mm-hmm. So that's what I see, like with uh, Mo- like if Moxley wins, because I, I don't want to see Cesaro go to AEW just yet. They have too many stars, and he's just gonna get lost in the shuffle. Sadly, I don't know. I feel know. like uh, with a uh, double or nothing in the Casino Battle Royale, uh, well, yeah, there's like, enough free time to at least work a way into there and yeah. have him organically win, even if he's not announced for it, like as a surprise. Exactly. Yeah. Because I feel if they're going to go all-out surprise for that, that should use, like, Kenny Omega's return for that. Him as the Joker would be fucking return of the year. Yeah. I'm going to go Mox. Uh, John? Mox definitely, he, he needs the win. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, our friend Johnny Boy had uh, Danielson. I knew he was going to say that. Okay. But it's a fair pick. Uh, this is so, clean, clean sweep. So it's three one. Yeah. On uh Mox and uh Brian. Yeah. Yep. All right. So next is Jericho versus Kingston. Yep. 
Well, I could say the promos leading into this match have not been right. fucking boring. Just because Kayfabe's dead doesn't mean we should piss on his ashes. Piss, piss on, on his, his grave. grave. Piss on his gra- you are horrible. Anyway. That was yesterday. It <laughs> was yesterday. Less than 24 hours ago. I suck when it comes to the memory ring shit. I have a bad memory. All right. You know this. So. Emotional damage. Yeah, not really. Anyway, so. With that, this match is going to be one gigantic ass-whooping competition. Oh, yeah. Redeem these nuts. I'm going with Kingston. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Kingston. Me too. Uh, John's calling. Oh, God. On the podcast. Hey, you're live live on the podcast. Hurry up. Talk, but, uh, so the challenger was fucking Austin Theory. Cool. All right. Well, we're in well. The of the thanks, podcast. John. We'll talk to you later, brother. We're on the podcast. Bye. Austin right, Theory, big surprise. So tonight, at uh, tonight's MSG, MSG was basically just him versus Theory, the rematch. Yeah, Brock Lesnar versus Austin Theory was the thing that they were trying to keep hush-hush about MSG and was the big surprise for the MSG show. Okay, right. so John had who in this match? Full sweep for Kingston. Okay. It's a full sweep for Kingston. All right. And, Face up the here, ladder uh, match is here, next. Here's what, sorry, I was going to go into what I think was going to happen. Santana and Ortiz are going to turn on Jericho. Mm, it could. This could be a place to do it if they're going to. It could. Yeah, I could see that. It could. That's honestly what I think. Anyone so now, face of the Revolution ladder match. Grab the black brass ring. Keith Lee uh, versus Orange Cassidy uh, versus two members of FTR. Uh, I mean, FTW. FTW. Botched! Powerhouse Hob, Hobbs and Ricky Starks okay. versus Wardlow okay. versus Christian Cage. Okay. It's going to be Keith Lee. Don't you forget about Keith. I got two picks. I got two. I got Keith Lee and Wardlow. Yeah, because Wardlow could conceivably win, especially with uh, MJF's match later on. They could really have that be a, like a good like uh, swerve that could work out. Well, because they've also been teasing the descent. So, what better way to even make it to make it even farther was than, Wardlow actually winning, like winning a world title shot. Well, it's a TNT With, title shot. Well, still, it's still a title shot. Well, I'm not going to say a world title well, shot. No, I'm just going to say, no, it's still a title. Sorry, I don't want to say mid or anything. Sorry, I'm just used to saying world title. That's why. But, like, I could see that happen. I could see him winning to increase that feud, especially if he were to win the TNT title. Like, he could say to I'm MJF, gonna... I've, I did something you couldn't do, and that's win a title in AEW. I'm going to say Wardlow. I like the sound of that. I'm going to stay with Keith Lee just because I see him being the person I, I, to I like, beat Sammy Guevara. I like the sound of Keith, but I also think it's too soon for Keith. I think if this is the time to do it with Keith. When is the time? I do. It's I, not the world title, but it's something. I agree, but also disagree. Because I kind of agree with you, Liz, Is that, like, what better way? Like, with Wardlow, you can continue a story. Mm-hmm. But with Keith Lee... 
you have the momentum, you have the hype around him. But it'd be obvious. Sometimes obvious is the best answer. Mm, but obvious can also sometimes be a little lackluster. Well, this is AEW, not WWE. <laughs> he has a point. He does have a point, but at the same time, it's like if I don't know what happens, I get more surprise. I get more shock value out Ex- of it for myself. Exactly. That's why it's like saying like, like there can be an argument for some of these guys. Like these are all like maybe Christian could be a world title contender, and he was a few months ago. Maybe Ricky Starks could win and be like a dual champion. Like Powerhouse Hobbs could be the fucking TNT champion. Yeah. Aren't like any of these guys can really win. It's just it's stronger with Wardlow and Keith. At least with us here. Yeah. Because I I'm guaranteed there's like somebody out there who <laughs> really, really believes Powerhouse Hobbs is gonna yeah. win this. Uh, John John by the way had Keith. Okay. But it's like Keith like with Keith Lee it's like if not at revolution, then win. Because I can honestly see him winning. If if he wins, mm-hmm. I could see him holding like because it's not just an automatic like you get like the next dynamite or whatnot. Wait, is it or rampage? I don't know. They haven't announced it yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But it's just a title shot guarantee. Yeah, it's, it's a guaranteed just a, title for shot. a future T A W T and T title shot. So it could be whenever Keith Lee could challenge for it in fucking three months and just be like, I'm still like, just tease it. Like get in Sammy's head whatnot. Fucking, That's too long though. But, yeah. But I'm, just, I'm just giving it an example. Okay. And Wardlow fucking, he could do it whenever just to fucking continue the descent with uh, MJF. Okay. Right. So it's two for two on Keith and uh, Wardlow. Yeah. yeah. All I'm, right. I'm going Wardlow. All right. Uh, next is Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. All right, like, so Baker and Thunder Rosa. For the title. For the title. Yeah. So, Thunder Rosa. Yeah, I see that happening. Just to play off the fact that she actually gets a win that counts, and you yeah. can have Britt chasing yep. and almost being obsessive over it. Yep. You can almost make you – can, you can go so far as make a trilogy out of this. This oh, yeah, that, this really this, could be a trilogy. This, this rivalry is amazing. This like, is, they could go at it again at double or nothing. This, exactly. This is their, this is AEW's version of Brock and Austin. But, like, for that for, – what I mean by that is for them. For them. Not like they're on that level. But I'm saying, like, for AEW, like, Britt and Rosa – always put out fucking bangers with each other. Yeah. Well, this is their second match. This yeah. one, uh, the first one was unsanctioned, so it didn't count on either yeah. record, mm-hmm. and Thunder Rosa won. Uh, yeah. No, I don't, no uh, Britt, I think Britt won. No, she it? lost. Oh, she did? Yeah. Okay. She yeah. just had that cool shirt of her bleeding afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Uh, John had Britt, just okay. to let everybody know. I, I would I, want Britt for reasons. <laughs> yeah, I know. For sake of the pick, I'm going Thunder Rosa. I think it's time. Also, like, I will say this feud has almost been lackluster considering I really think they could have conceivably pulled the trigger on this feud a while ago. Yeah, they could have. Like, I'm surprised we're getting to it now. Yeah, we're just getting to it. Like, it's almost a year since their first match and we're just getting to the rematch. Well, I think think it's because of the fact that they actually wanted to build uh, Britt's title run. Yeah, Yeah, considering that that both of them weren't champion at the time. Yeah, that would make sense. Because AEW is all about the long-term storytelling, which is amazing. amazing. But it like it works for the fact that 
Like it's been a year since they fucking last fought each other. Yeah. So they could really go. I'm going with Thunder Rosa mm-hmm. because there's so much you can do with uh, with Brit mm-hmm. afterwards. You could change her character a little bit, and also the the tension between her and uh, Rebel Jamie. Uh, Jamie. Oh. Like it can lead to that, like a rematch for the title. It could. And Jamie fucking uh, costs her the title. I, will, her the I want to see Jamie Hater go over so bad. I'm I'm going with Thunder Rosa just because yeah. of the pure yeah. reason that Thunder Rosa literally caught a visual pin over Britt Baker in a tag match yeah. on Dynamite, and you're not gonna have the challenger pin the damn champion like only that. Only to lose. Only to lose. I know they did that with like Riho's like first run when she fought like Emi Sakura one yeah. of those shows, but. You could argue Thunder Rosa is a little bit more of a draw since she was like in the first ever women's main event of AEW. Mm-hmm. So I feel her getting a visual pin on a Brit on Dynamite isn't just going to be just to have her like lose, especially by submission or even passing out. So yeah. I feel Thunder is going to continue that momentum, even though I really would be curious to see what they do with Brit if she were retained. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa. So 3-1 Thunder Rosa? Yep. Yeah. John's right. the only one that went Britain with this match. Yeah. Okay. I <laughs> so next, the la- last two matches are... Let's start with this one. CM Punk versus MJF in a fucking dog collar match. This is going to be match of the night. Well, let's cover that promo that they had on Dynamite. Let's do that. Let's actually go in order with this shit. So, uh, so last week we covered the very emotional yet shocking promo of MJF, and this week we had another good one from both of them because yeah, just anything they do now is like magic, apparently. Yeah, because so I uh, sorry, go ahead while you're while you're thinking. I like the fact that like. At first, it was just like, oh, I'm better than you, this and that. But no, now they added more depth to it. Like, like, M- CM Punk was MJF's hero. And when he left back in 2014, he kind of just like... Walked out on him, too. Wa- yeah, walked out on him. And it's like, how many of us have had like so- like a celebrity or someone that we all idolize? That ju- that fucking ruined ruined it for us. Well, there's a few situations for that, but we all but felt like, the same way when uh, Punk walked when out. Punk walked yeah. out. We to a degree, everyone felt like the same way. Yeah, but that's what that's what I mean. So it's like, like he walked out on MJF, and it really fucked, and and that added a lot to it. He get, he went deep as fuck with the like depth of this story. Yeah, yeah. so Punk came out. And basically cut a promo saying, like, you know, he didn't know that he was going to say all that. And he doesn't know if that was from the heart or if he's really being gaslit here Mm -hmm. and everything. But basically to the point saying, like, he had to look in the mirror and ask himself if he's, like, the good guy. Mm -hmm. And for a while he actually thought MJF was the good guy, but now he actually has to have that same thought process. So he called out MJF. MJF comes out. And basically retorts off of that and basically had pointed out that, you know, even though um, 
he did walk out. It kind of doesn't really excuse all the thing he's done. Like he's seen him like talk about Brian Pillman and like his hometown and talking trash on him. He's seen him do that. Like a bunch of other things that MJF had done and said in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Punk came out and said he could kind of understand because he did the same thing. He had mentioned how he poured alcohol down an alcoholic's throat. Yep. How he took the ashes of a wrestler's beloved manager and like covered him in it. Yeah. He had talked about how he made made fun of a wrestler's drug addiction until that same addiction got him fired from that same company. Yep. Another Jeff Hardy reference that just kind of made us go, eh. yeah. damn, that's a pretty blatant one if there ever was yeah. one. Yeah. But he basically said, like, you know, as to whether or not I'm a good guy or not, I have a que- I have an answer to that, and that's that I'm trying. Mm-hmm. And stuck his hand out, and he hugged him, and Punk just kind of froze there for a second. Like, what? Like, he was, like, very thrown off by it. And then when MJF, like, went to go, like, let go, he actually pulled him back in and hugged him. And it actually got a pretty good cheer out of everyone. Yeah. Because it, 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 it was like, WrestleTalk said it best. When uh, they did a review on the episode, mm. it was like when the superhero gives the villain a chance to redeem himself. Like, yeah, like he's giving him that chance to redeem himself. Like that one last olive yeah. branch attempt. Yeah. Before he fucking goes and kicks him in the nuts. Yeah. Quite Kick literally. to the dick. Yep. Quite Which literally exactly in this scenario. What happened. Kick to the dick, starts busting him open, calls for like Spears and Wardlow who come out with like the chair and like chain. Takes the dynamite diamond, starts busting his head open, and he's wearing all white. Yeah. Like, if you look at the YouTube video, it's in black and white for this whole segment. The whole thing's in black and white because Punk was bleeding that much. Yeah. So throws him outside, puts the collar around his neck, viciously snatches the mic away from, like, uh, the people at ringside. Starts having, like, Punk, like, bleeding and choking, and, like, cuts, like... A promo that was parallel to what Punk said when he turned yeah. heel after winning the ROH title, ironically enough, yep. uh, and signed the WWE title. Yep. Contract. But, uh, no, that's not the, yeah, well, on the Ring of Honor yeah. title. Uh, signed the contract on the title. But playing off of it saying, you stupid old man, I'm a snake. And then going off of uh, his also taking that promo saying the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was making the world think he didn't exist. Yep. And on Sunday at revolution, you're going to find out and everyone, all these sheep are going to find out that I'm the devil himself right before signaling Spears to start strangling him over the top rope with the dog collar. Yeah. I got not, when he was fucking hanging him and whatnot and he was bleeding Speaking of Ring of Honor, I got fucking uh, Raven and uh, CM Punk vibe from their fucking uh, <laughs> dog collar match in like '05, mm-hmm. where like where yeah. he said he shoved alcohol down his throat, down an alcoholic's that, throat. Yeah, that's what he did to Raven. Exactly. Also, I like to point out he came out wearing the shirt of him when he met Punk and took yeah. the blood and smeared it over the shirt. Yeah. And AEW is fucking selling that shirt, both clean and bloodied variant. Fuck yeah, they are. This is the second shirt that CM Punk has had come out for a feud. <laughs> the, the first one, MJF, three. Jeroblo, zero. Yeah. Uh, but, damn. Like, Punk's promo on Rampage. 
And I that, forgot who he was cutting that promo on, but it was another take off the Ring of Honor promo mm-hmm. he had cut years before. Yep. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it, it was uh, after it was for the feud with Raven as well. Okay, where he where he said like to like fight monsters, you have to I be a to monster. To become a monster, which is one of my favorite promos by Punk. And he was saying it covered in blood in this time. Yeah. Yep. And he was almost in the exact opposite situation as Raven was, where he's yeah. the veteran, and now Punk, uh, Punk, who was the rookie at the time, is now replaced by MJF, who looked up to Punk. Yep, yeah. And is basically in the same scenario, but Punk almost saying that he still feels that same fuck you energy. Yeah. And that's, that's what we're going with into this match. And... This match feels like it's been going on for a minute. This is only their second fucking match. Yeah. There's been a lot of mind games and a lot of fuck us. Yo, the so... mind games in this and just the past two weeks have been top shelf. I'm looking forward to this match just a little bit more than the main event. So with that said, where are we going with? MJF. He has to win it twice in a row, yes, right? Yes, he does. John has MJF. I'm going MJF. I don't know. Oh. I I want to say Punk because it would make more it would it would make more sense for like if they do a third match if there is needed for a third match like a rubber match. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because right now, like MJF, he can lose. It won't affect him. Like we could, we could all be honest with that. It won't hurt him. Like he's, he's a fucking great promo, great in the ring. I don't know. This is the feud that everyone has been looking yeah. forward to when Punk came in through the door, and it yep. was just off of the picture alone. But but no, that's but here's what I mean. That's why a third match would be, could be good because it could be fucking MJF gets the win, overall win. Like it could be a cage match, lights out match. I feel the third match should be like for the title later down the line. Yeah. After I don't think I don't think it's needed right back to back to back. Yeah. Well, well, that, well that's what I mean by that, but that's also why I could mean by Punk wins. Okay. Like Punk could be the like hell. Punk doesn't have to go automatically for the world title. He could go for the T TNT title. True. And he could win that fucking. And try to elevate it like Cody yeah, did with yeah, the open challenges yeah. and fucking MJF and whatnot and Wardlow all. Like, there's a lot of fucking shit we could do. Yeah, but uh, I, I got to still stay strong yeah, with MJF I'm, here. I'm this is, MJF. I feel this is the feud he has to win. Yeah, I'm going MJF. I'll, like, you I'll won just... the first one with help. This is going to be the most brutal one, and you kind of really need to win this one more than the first one. Yeah. I'm going to go with MJF, too. I'm just saying. Like, yeah, they, they, There's they, a conceivable they, argument they, for both yeah, sides. there is. But I'm that's going, been but, a lot for this card. I'm going with MJF. Same. Who John have? MJF. Well, clean so sweep. Clean sweep. Next, and I think main event, correct? Yep. Adam Ooh. versus Adam, and it's actually uh, not on fucking what culture. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For the AEW World Championship, we got the Hangman Adam Page. Yep. Versus the Baby Adam Cole. It's Adam Cole. I, I know. Baby. Baby. I know. I just want now. to do it differently. I'm going Hangman. Yeah, me too. John has Hangman. You're going Adam Cole. I feel upset, though. I... Because I feel if Kenny's going to return, 
it would be perfect to have that play off of that last words that Kenny said to uh the Bucks. Not not to the Bucks, but to Cole specifically. Because after he lost to Paige, he showed up on Dynamite in a backstage segment saying, you know, they won't clear me like to compete, but like, you know, I know my best friends are here. We're gonna obviously hold it down. They're gonna take over the show and still hold down Dynamite while I'm away. And Cole just interjected, and he's like, yeah, man, you know Cleaner. You know, cl- come on, Cleaner, you know we got this for you. Like, you know, we're all going to hold it down while you're gone. He just, like, looks down, and he's like, well, actually, I was talking to the Bucks. I feel, to throw a wrench in that even more, you could really have Cole win. You could have that dissension happen a little bit more. Because I don't know how long you could have Cole wait to get another title shot yeah. and it'll feel genuine. Yeah. Like to, like to have it feel like the most genuine, like feel you could get out of it yeah. because this one, I feel one thing Adam Cole is good at is pulling in a shock win in the title match mm-hmm. because like, uh, well, we all know he was winning at takeover 25, yeah. but like winning in that three out of three falls, like a uh, two out of three falls match. Yeah, yeah. Was it three stages out? I think so. I don't know, but it was like two out of three falls with like Regal choosing the third one. Like Cole winning it decisively over Johnny, who was like the biggest face at the time. Yeah. Cole is the guy to take like, you know, your hopes and dreams and drive his knee into the back of the back of your skull with it all while your freaking helpless family watches. Yep. He's that guy to do that. Yeah. And I feel like a rematch can happen down the line. Uh, I feel this would be the feud if you really want to have another title change happen where Hangman wins it back and then he could go on your freaking god-tier title retention streak. Mm-hmm. This would be the feud to do it. Well, Or the after drop, this would be the person he would drop it to, rather. Well, for me, this goes back to what I said during the uh, three-way tag match. Like, you could have Hangman win and do a winner-takes-all to... Like do like you could like add to like someone else to the fucking uh, to the group to like how like how my predictions are like the exact opposite of that except it's just with the heels basically having the all go all the gold going into that title match if it does come down the line. Well, yeah, but that's what I mean. It's just like you could do something where they're outnumbered and they need another man, which 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 could also lead to Jay White being involved and fucking again. And fucking uh, uh, Kenny returning to make it like a five on five fucking uh, is this the, it could be the start of Bullet Club warfare again? For all we know. <laughs> well, not not even that. It could also lead to uh, fucking uh, blood and guts. It could. Also, and, I want to see a buckshot counter to a fucking super kick. Yeah. So it, we all got. Do we all have Hangman in this I, room? I you have me Cole. And John. Okay, so it's a. Three on three and one for three and one. Uh, yeah, Cole. So something else before we get out of here for the night because that that does it for the uh, the card. Yeah, that wraps us up. It does wrap us up. But yeah. there, wait, there's, there's more. more. <laughs> WWE could be suing AEW. Oh yeah, that that's is, the thing that I saw. Yes. that actually surprised the that, hell out of me. That is a thing. Oh, that's what we forgot in the first half. I yes, it is. So we're bring- this is a good a little yeah. one to end on. So yeah. we're bringing it up now. Yeah. So the as Meltzer brought up on Wrestling Observer, it has something to do with Jeff Hardy. 
So if you guys have kind of remembered, we didn't really talk about it because it was just kind of like stop start. Like yeah. Jeff saying, I'm going to AEW and then backtracking and saying, okay, no, wait, I didn't spoil it because I'm not really going. I'm just saying that's where I want to go. That's where everybody wants to go. My fire. <laughs> it's like, okay, Jeff, what? like we didn't already know. You didn't have to say it. Well, but yeah. since that came out, uh, there was talk about what if you were to show up at Revolution. That would technically be voiding a contract. Mm -hmm. And that's where the lawsuit could come into play. So as uh, Meltzer basically said, look, we all know that Jeff Hardy is coming in. <laughs> that's how he starts it. Jeff Hardy, uh, Jim Hardy himself said, Hardy. said it until he realized, oh my God, I just fucked up. So he had to say, I didn't mean it because it's like, of course he's coming in. Unless something falls through, it's understood. Everyone in wrestling knows it, but you can't say it. Jeff Hardy today is under contract to WWE. If you say it that, it's like it's a freaking admission to tampering. Jeff's saying it's already a problem, WWE. It's already a problem. Uh, he fucking couldn't speak there, I guess. Uh, WWE, because, of course, they're looking to do something legally in this situation. I mean, they are looking for a mistake. Yeah, well, here here's what's ironic about the whole fucking uh, tampering shit. How many times has WWE tried to tamper with people's contracts? Well, they didn't try to tamper with it. The only time I could really think they outright tried to tamper with it was when Jericho signed with uh, AW right before they started up. And then after saying Jericho to go for it, like saying, did you sign it? Well, yeah, I signed it. You told me to sign it. Do you think you get out of it? No, I can't get out of it. That was the only thing yeah. I could think of because well, he re he really regretted Jericho signing and thought, okay, let me actually do something else. Mm -hmm. Well, no, here's the thing. There's all there was uh, the times back in the uh, like like 2013, 2014 where they were like keeping an eye on Impact Stars contracts to like see like when they expired to be like, yo. Come on over, come on over. Yes, sir. Now, oh yeah, I remember that. That mm -hmm. was like around the time where they had RVD back for a little bit. Yeah, but that was also around the time that TNA was easy picking. Oh yeah, because let's face it, nobody was watching TNA in 2013. <laughs> I was. Okay. Oh, that sucks. Hello. You were too. Hello, my name is nobody. Brandon you were watching says. it in 2015 when it was on Destination America. Damn. He really caught you with that bullshit earlier in the podcast too. We have that on yeah. audio, and you didn't even deny it. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. If you, are, if you are on a murder trial, that audio will be played in court. <laughs> yeah, I was watching. And they and that would be the final thing you heard on actual audio tape, unless they give you like fucking TVs where you're going. Um, I said murder, so no. I was watching. It wasn't bad. I'm just used to what I know of TNA. You I'm saying a joking way golden, cane, you know. <laughs> back in the golden era of TNA. The Russo when... era? Hell no! That was oh, the golden God. era. That's the golden era of TNA for you? Well, that technically is. Way to aim for the middle. Well, that technically when it started to blow up a lot. All right. So let me give you a little let me give you a little check here when it comes to where I came from in TNA. Um Triple X. Versus America's Most Wanted, Six Sides of Steel, yeah, Hurricane Hurricane Rana off the top of the cage, blood everywhere. Match was fucking peak. That's the era I came from. I remember like oh eight, oh nine, mm -hmm. like right then, before right before uh, the Hogan shit happened and everything. Yeah, 
That's where I came in on. And then it got TV-ish. And then I tried to watch it again in 2015. You watched it for a while. I did because you were so obsessed with it. And you wouldn't... You did your famous thing, the same thing you tried to do. The same thing he tried to do when he said that fucking, you know, Bret Hart isn't the best there is, best there was, best there ever will be. John Cena is. Oh, God. And me and me and our brother kind of looked at you like, please get the fuck out of the room. I'm sorry, how old was I again? Doesn't matter. Doesn't uh, matter. Does. Doesn't matter. I was probably like 12 or 13. Doesn't matter. Uh, it still does. Mm. Okay, so. Doesn't matter. Uh, anyway. I don't see Hardy showing up at Revolution. I, I, I could definitely not see it happening. I could see it on the Dynamite after since I think that he's good for that. Like they, I heard, just they have to wait one week. You literally just—it's just this week. That's it. That's from what I heard. That's it. So all he has to do is literally get through this week. Don't quote me, but that's the last I heard. So all he has to do is get through this week, and then he's good. And he's good for next week. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that does it for us, folks. We dragged that out for so much longer than we needed to. Well, then again, it was also predictions. Uh, No, it was our predictions. Oh, the prediction part. Well, they turned into TNA real quick. Yeah. Oh, God. But that was fun. Yes. That was fun. But, yeah, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Hope you enjoyed yourselves here. We'll we'll be back next week with our reaction to AEW Revolution. God. Also, like, uh, what happens on the go home, the fallout from that. Because there could be some surprises on Dynamite. Because they were saying that there might be another announcement by tony at revolution and now and it's this one like, could be a signing and now it's just like well whenever oh. tony khan has an announcement something awesome is gonna fucking happen so <laughs> just listen to the announcement speaking of signings we forgot to mention that Paige van zandt is signing with uh uh aw well yeah congratulations to Paige yes, van zandt even though her first feud kind of got kiboshed <laughs> yeah she got compared to the girl in the fucking video on pornhub uh, what the fuck? That's not even where I was going to go oh. with. I was going to talk about like her feud that started with Randy Rose and then ended when one of them left the company. Oh, I was I was thinking about the one with the uh, inner circle. Well, that does it for us here, folks. <laughs> we will catch you guys next week. Enjoy your high. Enjoy.